Newsflash, the state of nutrition among many American children is bad, very bad. Obesity and metabolic disease is now common in children, largely due to the consumption of an abundance of processed food. And by the way, being obese, having hypertension, or elevated blood sugar during childhood imparts a good chance of that child having long-term health consequences, as you are about to see in today's podcast. So stay tuned to find out why you should avoid feeding your children processed foods. Welcome to Portable Practical Pediatrics, a podcast for parents and families, a place dedicated to children and their well-being. And now, direct from Studio 1E in Charlotte, North Carolina, here's your host, Dr. Paul Smolin. There's a new buzzword floating around. You might have heard it, ultra-processed foods. The term ultra-processed foods essentially means, just like the name implies, foods that have been drastically altered in various ways from their original form in nature, like potatoes being made into potato chips or french fries, whole grains being made into breakfast cereals or donuts, or fruit being made into fruit gummies or fruit drinks. You get the idea. This is not cooking. This is a fundamental changing of the food through processing, turning them into what your grandmother would call junk food uh, that is full of empty calories. Ultra-processed foods have been industrialized with added sugar, artificial colors and flavors, oils that are unnatural, preservative additives, lots of salt and chemically modified fats, and are often low in fiber, vitamins, and minerals. We call these foods of convenience or industrialized foods since many of their ingredients are artificially manufactured. And recent CDC data shows that about 50% of an American diet, a typical American diet, consists of ultra-processed foods. That is a crazy amount that we know can't be good for children, especially their little hearts. What is the evidence that processed food is harmful to your children? Well, according to emerging science, there are direct negative health effects of ultra-processed foods on a child's long-term heart health in particular. I'm sorry to say that might be your child if they eat a lot of fast food or convenience foods. But how can this be, you ask? Well, we know that bad heart health can begin in infancy and childhood. The cascade towards heart disease is a slow, insidious process that can begin very early in life due to various factors, one of which is obesity. But what is the link between obesity and ultra-processed foods, you ask? Well, the link comes from recent evidence pointing to the fact that when adults, and probably children as well, even though they weren't studied, are given a diet of ultra-processed food versus a diet of whole food, the participants consistently ate more calories and gained weight from the ultra-processed foods. Conclusion, processed food is more satisfying than whole food, and given a choice, we eat more of it. This is just common sense. And what is particularly scary 
is additional research showing that a diet of ultra-processed food has been correlated with a thickening of the heart muscle in young children, possibly your children. Thickened biceps is usually a sign of good health, but thick heart muscle is definitely not a sign of health. We should not be seeing this kind of thickening in the hearts of our children. That's adult stuff. But the objective evidence is that these highly processed diets are putting your kids at serious risk of heart disease and other long-term health problems like liver disease, diabetes, and allergies. The conclusion of many who study this issue is that children who are consuming a large amount of ultra-processed foods like packaged cookies, sodas, chips, and fast foods are getting too many calories and too few nutrients, leading them towards being both malnourished and overweight at the same time. That's an amazing combination. So what can you do to ensure that your children's diets are healthy? I hope I've convinced you that we have more than enough evidence that a diet rich in ultra-processed food is harmful for your children. Of this, I think there is no doubt. But our grandmothers could have told us that without any NIH grant money being spent. Whoa, they should be running things, shouldn't they? And if I've made you feel bad about living in America, you shouldn't. The obesity and acceleration of heart and degenerative diseases is being seen all over the world where wealth has allowed the convenience of processed foods to be consumed by children. Now for the important stuff, the actions you can take to ensure good health in your children as they age. Action number one, you should minimize providing sugar to your children. Now this is a tough one since sugar comes in so many shapes and sizes from sweetened cereals which are often falsely marketed as healthy, to pasta sauces, to sweetened drinks, to Americans' unhealthy habit of celebrating all positive events in children's lives with sugar-laden foods. Consider minimizing how much sugar your children consume by reading labels, cooking more at home, and coming up with non-sugary ways of celebrating achievement. Action number two. Resist the convenience of buying fast food meals, convenience snack foods, and foods marketed towards your kids. As we just saw, buying these on a regular basis can have devastating effects on your child's health. I know this one is particularly hard considering the fact that so many ultra-processed foods are directly marketed to your kids via television programming and that children are hardwired to prefer processed foods that are low in nutrients and fiber. Your children are likely to put up a fight if their comfort foods are being minimized. Resist the urge to give in. This is the best thing you can do for their long-term health. Remember, this Doxmo Pearl. You're the parent, so act like one. Action number three, when your children get older, get in the habit of taking them to the grocery store and teaching them how to read labels and buy healthier options. This may seem a little strange, but it won't be too long until they're making all their own food choices and decisions, and they need to be ready to make them wisely. Action number four, teach your children how to cook. This is a very positive way to minimize some of the damage of convenience food consumption. Hand them a wooden spoon and get them stirring. Teach them the joy of turning whole fresh foods into a delicious meal 
and the satisfaction of preparing it yourself. Kids love to be involved and experience the sense of accomplishment from contributing to the family meal. It doesn't need to be fancy. Make sure it's whole and nutritious, however. Action number five. Consider planting a garden. This can be a very rewarding experience for everyone. If you have the energy, try planting a garden and letting your children help grow some of their own food. Everyone in the family will benefit from this experience, including your bank account. And finally, action number six. Set a good example for your children. This one is probably the most important of all. Your children mimic your behavior, and when you make good food choices, you are likely to steer your kids towards healthy eating. Yes, by setting a good example for them to follow. Actions speak volumes to children. Remember, they're watching. Well, if you think your family's eating too much processed food, go over that action list again, those six actions I just outlined for you, and see if you can make a dent in reducing the amount of processed foods that your children eat and that you eat. I'm sure that by doing so, you'll improve your and your children's long-term heart health. Well, that's it for today. I hope this podcast helped provide you with knowledge of why limiting processed food in your children's diet is so important. I also hope I was able to give you some inspiration and practical tools. This is Doxmo, hoping it's no great feat to ensure that your children get the right foods to eat. Until next time. I would like to thank the following people for their assistance in the production of this podcast. Dr. David Jaffe, the voice of the introduction. Robert Beezer, the composer-arranger of the intro music. Anne Gesner, my wonderful content editor. Benjamin Smolin and Jerome Moof, the talented musicians who produced this delightful theme music. Sarah Smolin and Nathaniel Horlick for their digital wizardry and Wendy Smolin Esquire and Seth, the Rocket Man Barrister Jaffe, for their inspirational guidance. Thanks, guys. By listening to this podcast, you agree to all of the terms and conditions found at the docsmo.com website. This docsmo.com podcast is informational only. Dr. Smolin does not diagnose, treat, or offer specific medical advice for your child. For specific medical advice regarding your child, consult his or her health care provider.